Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Father God, your presence is truly in this place, O oh God. O oh God, we are truly desperate for you. Lord, we pray for your tangible presence, the anointing that breaks the yoke to come in among your people and even those at home. Father, your kingdom come, your will be done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Yes, hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow, what a presence here. We could easily go on, but we have to put the word first. Amen. So you have come to the right place to receive from God tonight. And I have prepared a message, and the title is Consider a Life Without Worrying. Can you imagine that? Can you consider a life without worrying? You know, we're all in the same boat. Everybody experienced the same trouble. But it's time to go to the next level. It's time to get up. It's time to get out. It's time for the Holy Spirit to work in our midst like never before and our lives. But we have to deal with specific issues. For us to walk on water, certain things need to happen on the inside of us. The power of God need to manifest on the inside and there will be a visible, tangible experience with God to walk on water. This is a serious message. I want you church, as we come to the end of the year and we go towards making certain resolutions and plans and things that we have in our mind, the greatest resolution a person can do is to take God at His word. Decide for yourself that you're going to take God at His word. If you will do that, you will become a person you have never been. We have to do that. My message this evening is a message that 2,000 years ago, the Lord Jesus Christ walked to a mountain and on that mountain, He gave the greatest sermon ever. And that sermon is so deep, it is the deepest possible words that God has released, have released to His people. It's the Sermon on the Mount. And that sermon is like an onion. You have to take off the layers. You have to go really deep to be able to get on that level where God wants you. And specifically, I want to address that word, worry. Because there are definite pressure 
And the message that the Lord Jesus preached there, you know, I call it the creme de la creme of all messages. So the Lord preached about a life free of bitterness, free of hatred, to love your enemies, to turn the other cheek. Can you imagine? Turn the other cheek. To go the extra mile. All of these things we do. We see it in our church. We see it in the cell groups. We see it amongst our staff. We see it in friendship circles. That we do those things. But there's certain things that we absolutely need to address in our spiritual walk so that we might walk above the circumstances. So, how many of you want to have the recipe for happiness? I'll smile now. <laughs> you want the recipe for happiness? I'm going to give you some stats about worry. 40% of what you worry about will never happen. All right? So take 40% of the things that run through your mind, chuck it away. Then 30% of worry are things that happen to you and you cannot change it. You have to move on. And then 12% of worries are from are criticisms towards you of people that feel inferior to you. All right, so you have to take that as well. Chuck it. Tonight, let's call the message chuck it. 10% of worries is about your health. Can you do something about that? Yes, you can. Every single person here can do that. I believe that. And then 8% of things are really the challenges of life. And those are the things that God says, do not worry. Amen. But let's go on. I've got a lot to say and little time. I've got to read you something. All ears, listen to this. Death was walking towards a city one morning, and a man asked, what are you going to do? This is now death. I'm going to take 100 people. Death. So that's the plan of death. In this city, 100 people tonight, they die. The man said, that's horrible, man. Death said, that's just the way it is. That's what I do. The man hurried to warn every person about death's plan. As evening fell, the man saw a newspaper that said 1,000 people died in the city. Just as he arrived at his home, he met death again. He said to death, you told me that you're only going to take 100 people. The man said, why did 1,000 die? I kept my word. I only took 100 you killed the other 900 because you gave a bad report and they believed you. <laughs> Don't be like that. <laughs> you know, they reckon that coping with stress is now the number one issue in the world. The number one issue in the world is coping with stress. There's a lot of stress going on but it should not be like that for God's children. Amen. You see, 
the enemy has a, has a powerful plan. If he doesn't get you, he gets you by worrying. <laughs> his, his plan is so simple. Let them worry, they'll take care of themselves then. So I want to you to go into the Bible now to Matthew 6, 19. That is the Sermon on the Mount. This is the place where the Lord Jesus got serious. And the tone of his voice is so urgent. You have to imagine when the Lord Jesus said the following, that he was quite serious about what he said. Matthew 6 from verse 19 says, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. All right, this is, we know this. We know this. But stay connected. Listen to this. The treasures of heaven are the deposits we make in our heavenly bank account. Our common sense says to us that we must do everything in our power to secure our existence on earth. Common sense says, do everything in your power to be financially secure, to have everything in place so that you might be safe. This is what common sense is. To lay up treasure is the following actually. It's to lay up confidence in God. That is the real meaning to lay up a treasure. Is to lay up your confidence, and your growth in God. If that is not happening, there is a big problem in a person's life. So the trial of our faith, the trial, the battle of your faith is the thing that makes you wealthy. Wealth is never in things. It is truly in a person's faith. And your faith must be rightly placed. The more you go through the trial of faith, the wealthier you will be in the heavenly regions. That's where the real treasures are. Until you go through difficulties smilingly and men of wonder where men will wonder how is this possible that this man or this woman has got a smile on their face, yet they are going through so many things? It's because of your faith. It's because of your priorities. So a safe place could either be God's storehouse or a casket. And our faith should not be that we are just lusting after things of this world. I want to go to verse 22. I'll jump between the scriptures here. The lamp is the body of the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Then the Lord gives the explanation when self-deception comes into a person's life. And this is the following. No one 
can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one or love the other. Or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now we know, we've been taught, mammon is money. But there's a deeper level to that. If you take mammon, it's a great, you go quite deep. What is mammon? It's not just money. It is the system of civilized life which organizes itself without considering God. That's what mammon is. This whole world system is mammon. And it's against, against Christianity. It's against the spiritual believer who walks by faith. So there's a real challenge. But why am I saying these things? You cannot have two masters. It's impossible. That's where real stress comes from. Stress works out spiritually when you have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. And the place where you slip is the kingdom. Because you can never grip yourself. It, you can never get stability if that kind of life is happening to a person. So the world says you can. How many Christians have you heard? Near the okay. It's all right, a little jaw here. Lekkerman. <laughs> it's not okay. It's not okay. Jesus says no one. That's what the Lord says. You see, the division between heaven and hell is so massive. So is the division between Christianity in this world. There's a massive divide. But for those who walk the straight and narrow, there are promises, there are many things that God wants us to experience. Verse 25 says, Therefore I say to you, I'll get back to some portions. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. How is it possible that the Lord Jesus could say to his people, do not worry about your life? Yet that is an instruction. It's a powerful instruction to the church. Do not worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet the heavenly Father feeds them. You know, a bird has a beak, and a beak cannot smile, because the beak is always happy. The beak doesn't wake up in the morning and say, where's my food? All the beak does, it goes up into the air, he sees it, he gets it. Have you ever seen a stressing bird? Well, the hardy does at home, they should start stressing because animals do not stress. There's no stress. My dog has got a permanent smile because that dog knows that I'll take care of it. <laughs> but we... We, the children of the Most High God, we are burdened. Life is heavy. It shouldn't be like that. 
the Lord Jesus says, are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to your stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So what does God say? Go to the nature. Go to look at that plant. How is it possible that after 6,000 years on the planet, that plant is still growing? That plant is still producing. How is that possible? Because there's a great creator behind that. You see, worry is expensive. <laughs> worry is actually a very expensive thing. And worry is always about self. Self. That's the main thing about worry. It elevates self. Because I am saying basically that if I worry, I become a God. And yet the Lord Jesus says, do not. Now that do not is quite serious. So the Lord says that the greatest taskmaster is self. When I serve me. It's all about me, and yet that's not what Christianity is about. Christianity is truly about the person next to me. So we have to see, have I am, or am I making it all about me? I, I now have to take care about me, yet it's about the fellow man. Self demands to be number one and leads us to idolatry, disobedience, adultery, lying, and covetousness. This is what self does. Serving self will lead to many destructive consequences. And one of the greatest of these you find in the word anxiety. To become, when you become anxious. And yet, Paul said, become anxious about nothing. It should be the number one focus of our spiritual lives. That the closer you get to God, anxiety disappears. You know how to handle it. That's the key. You'll know how to get through it. Because the Lord is holding my hand and your hand. And what he costs you spiritually, actually. There's a, there's a big, big price spiritually when a person goes into the mode of self and worrying. And then, listen to this. Worry is the direct opposition to the fruit of the Spirit. This is what worry is against. Worry is against love, joy, peace, and patience. Four things you cannot have if you worry. You just cannot have it. You cannot love because it's about me. You cannot have joy because there's always something that's distracting me. I cannot have peace. And then patience, I have no patience because I, have, I must put my time into worry. Oswald Chambers said the following, worrying always result in sin. We tend to think that a little anxiety and worry are simple an indication of how wise we really are. Yet it is actually a much better indication of how evil we are. Because it's sin. You've got to take worrying to sin level. 
Because everything the Lord Jesus said, do not, when you do it, it becomes sin. So when we take the word of God serious at that level, it speaks a different message. It's not about, you know, the Lord will see it over. No, it's opening up a door for Satan to come in and harass me. He cannot kill me, but he wants me to kill me. Cannot allow that. We go out of this here to, and we deal with the issue of worrying. We deal with it. We put a nail in that coffin. Amen. And the, I just want to explain the word fretting. Fretting. Fretting rises from our determination to have our own way. Our Lord actually never worried. He, <laughs> the Lord wasn't anxious one single second when he walked this planet. Fretting rises from that determination. And what is fretting? You know what fretting is? We, it's a word we don't use. I've never used that word. I've never said to one of my colleagues or someone, stop fretting. You know, it's not a word I use. But fretting means the, means the following. It means corrosion. Fretting corrodes metals. That's what fretting does. Fretting is gnawing, wearing away on someone's personal faith. That's what fretting does. You know, that thing that's always there, it never goes away. That's fretting. And fretting in Afrikaans is fretting. The expert. <laughs> Yet the Lord says, I know the plans I have for you. Everyone, I know the plan I have for you. Plans of peace and of hope. So we have to take the Lord's plans very serious. And I have another minute or two left. See, King David said in Psalm 40 verse 8, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. When the law of God is deep in your heart, there's no single worry that you will experience that will overtake you. You'll put it in its place. We are commanded by Christ not to worry because worry is sin. The Bible actually, the Lord actually in the NIV, it says, take no thought of your life. When you serve Jesus, take no thought of tomorrow. Why are you not allowed to think of tomorrow specifically with the intention of taking that trouble and bringing it today? Because today there's a load already I'm carrying. Now when I add tomorrow and next month and next year, it's a load no man can carry. It will take you out. You will fall down. It's something I've been battling my whole spiritual walk, is to say, to wake up in the morning and say, do not think about tomorrow. Do not do it. Stay today. Stay in the now. Because the Lord is now. He's in your now. And when He's in your now, there is a now solution. They will Always be a solution when a person watch what you say, watch what you think, and work on your faith. Amen. A.W. Ping said, worry is a definitely 
it's definitely as forbidden as theft. Because if you worry, you might just as well steal or kill or murder or do anything like that. So, and here's the thing where worry comes from. Worry doesn't come from the outside. It comes from the inside. So when it comes from the inside, it is my job to stop it there. Because the outside, that Christ gives us the grace to deal with it. Worry is destructive and worry is futile. Worry is a mighty foe, but can be overcome by the power of Christ in a person's life. Jeremiah 17 verse 7 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, for he will be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its root by the river and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. This is the kind of person that doesn't worry anymore. I give you 100% permission tonight to stop worrying. <laughs> you need that permission? I'm going to transfer it to you. Receive it. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. So, we have to reset our priorities. Reset your priorities for the new year. Put that finger on that green little button. Reset it. And say, Lord, I've got my new Bible. I'm going to open it up. I'm going to put down the phone. <laughs> put down Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook. Put down all that stuff and focus on the Lord. It's going to be a different 2022. Amen. Now, the last of the last. No man ever sank under the burden of the day. It is when tomorrow's burden is added to today's burden that the weight becomes too heavy. That was said by George MacDonald. So are you carrying a weight that is not of God? And I know all of us, we are facing certain things. But we have to think of it that the Lord, His will be done. No more worry. Amen. For those at home, no more worrying. Time to stand up in your faith. Time to say, you know what? My business, I'm not going to worry anymore. I'm going to talk more to my husband than gnawing at him. <laughs> that makes sense. Or your wife. By ignoring her. Now, the last scripture I'm going to read. I've got to read this one to you. 1 Peter 1, 6 says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, 
may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Your faith is your greatest possession. Amen. 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 That's all I have to say. And now I'm just going to pray. I'm going to call no person to the front. But if you are truly burdened, just stand. If you feel like I need answers, I need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to come down now upon me, just stand. It might be something small. It might be something big. Just stand. Just stand, yes. Amen. Beautiful. The Holy Spirit is here. Believe me, there's an anointing here to break the yokes. Now, everybody, just lift up your hands towards the people that stand. Prince of Peace, we come to you tonight. You said, Lord, do not worry. Father, I bring before you the people that are busy standing. Father, those at home that are in a tough place. Oh God, have mercy on us. Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name, we break the yoke of depression, fear, anxiety. Now in Jesus' mighty name, we release the peace of God that passes all understanding. Oh God, your angels are working hard right now. There's a massive battle in the spirit. Father God, you have won the war. Lord, touch these people in their bodies, in their souls, and in their spirit. Renew, refresh, Oh God, as we go towards 2022, we will experience your presence like never before in our lives. This is our prayer for the people now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Can we go out with a song, Marie? And then as we go out, I just need Naomi Munedi to come to the front. I just want to pray for you. Amen. So let me just close the service. We're going out with the song. When the song is finished, I'll release you. Father, I bless your people. Thank you for a wonderful evening. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you are here tonight. That as your people go home, Father, and we gather again for Christmas Day, we celebrate Jesus in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.